0: This is Dwayne Curry, the leader of the Adult Explore the Bible team. The purpose of this podcast is to help us gain some historical perspective on what was going on in the background during the lives of Ezekiel and Daniel. We will not be able to look at every nuance and every event that took place, but we will be able to look at some of the things that were going on that help us understand the lives of Ezekiel and Daniel. First of all, there's three dates we need to know, 605 B.C., 597 BC, and 586. That's 605, 597, and 586. You're gonna see why those dates are important as we walk through the history that was taking place during their lifetime. To begin with, King Josiah had brought spiritual renewal to Judah. He restored worship to the one true God. A battle with the Egyptians brought the end to these reforms. Josiah tried to stop the Egyptians from joining forces with the Assyrians who were in conflict with the Babylonians and Medes. Josiah would die at the hands of the Egyptians in 609 at Megiddo. Jehoahaz was made king, but that lasted only three months. Necho, the Egyptian pharaoh, would send Jehoahaz into exile and replace him with his brother, Elakim, which we also know of as Jehoiakim. Jehoiakim was a puppet king loyal to the Egyptians. During this time in history, Nebuchadnezzar came onto the scene as well. In 605, he defeated the Egyptians at Carchemish, and he then turned his attention to Jerusalem. He laid siege on the city and would march home with some of the treasures of the temple and some of the sons of high-ranking officials. This included Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Once again, this took place in 605 B.C., which is the first of our key dates. After the death of Jehoiakim, Jehoiakim was installed as king. With the change in leadership, one should expect there came a revolt. Nebuchadnezzar again led his army to Jerusalem to address the issue. Jehoiakim was no match for Nebuchadnezzar and was led away to Babylon, along with top government officials, soldiers, craftsmen, metalsmiths, and spiritual leaders, including Ezekiel. Jeremiah was one exception. He remained in Jerusalem as God's spokesman. The year of this portation was 597 BC, which is the second date we need to remember. Nebuchadnezzar installed Madaniah as king, but changed his name to Zedekiah. Since all the capable leaders had been deported, Zedekiah had little choice but to put together a government with leftovers. The lack of metalsmiths also made it nearly impossible to equip an army. We can imagine how frustrating that must have been for Zedekiah. He hatched several plans to get out from under Babylonian rule, but none worked. Eventually, Zedekiah rebelled against Babylon, and as once again expected, Nebuchadnezzar responded and began a siege on the city. He would be distracted by Egypt for a short time, but the siege would continue for 18 months, and he would choke out the city's food supply. In 586, the city fell, was burned, and the temple destroyed. After destroying Jerusalem, Nebuchadnezzar again deported a significant number of Judeans to Babylon. This was the third deportation. Remember, the first occurred in 605 B.C. when Daniel and the others were taken into exile. The second took place in 597 B.C., and that includes Jehoiakim, the metalsmiths, and Ezekiel. Now, the Babylonians allowed some people to remain to work the land. They worshipped in the temple ruins, and these were also the poorest of the poor. After Nebuchadnezzar died in 562 B.C., Babylon began to decline as a major power. Eventually, Babylon fell to Persia in 539. Cyrus, the Persian king, issued a decree that allowed the deported people to return to their lands. When Darius became king of Persia in 522, he reinstated that edict for the exiles to return. Most scholars believe that Daniel died sometime during the reign of Darius, which meant his ministry lasted nearly 70 years. Ezekiel ministered at least from 593 to 571, which would have been 22 years. They were both exiles during the time of their ministries, and both were young when they began. Daniel, probably a teenager, and Ezekiel was probably 30 when he began. These events that we just reviewed serve as a context for the ministries of Ezekiel and Daniel. Both prophets wrote while in exile. Yet both knew that the defeat of Judah was not the defeat of God. He would restore his people one day and usher in his everlasting kingdom. Both Ezekiel and Daniel assumed roles they had not anticipated as God directed their lives. Ezekiel prophesied to a people unwilling to listen and encouraged them to turn back to God. He warned them against attitudes of hopelessness and apathy but he also spoke of an exciting and glorious future that awaited God's people. Daniel served in Babylon's royal court, but determined to live out his faith in an environment hostile to his faith. As he did so, God glorified himself through Daniel and through the lives of Daniel's three friends, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, whom we more likely know by the Babylonian names of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Ezekiel primarily addressed the exiles who lived in the region of Babylon. Many of their relatives and friends still lived in Judah, but that would come to an end when Babylon would conquer Jerusalem and the temple would be destroyed in 586. Daniel wrote to encourage believers of his own generation and of future generations. We find stories of God demonstrating his sovereignty over history by guiding and protecting his people and making himself known to mighty rulers. In both books, we find promises from the Lord of History about him establishing his kingdom and saving his people forever. As we study these books, several themes will emerge. First of all, we will see God's sovereignty. God is actively involved in human history. He intervenes on a personal level in his people's lives and demonstrates his majesty to rulers who do not know him. He saves his people, brings honor to himself. God is at work refining and redeeming his people. A second theme is the persecution of God's people and his messengers. God's people will face persecution for their faith. Ezekiel faced skeptics and false prophets completely opposed to the message he delivered. Many do not want to hear God's message and they will persecute those who embrace it. Daniel and his friends face challenges as they sought to maintain their allegiance to God and live by his word. Daniel also highlighted the persecution God's people would face on a national level as pagan rulers sought to destroy them. Because of that opposition, that persecution, God's judgment was coming on the nations. That's the third thing, is God's judgment on the nations. Ezekiel and Daniel announced that God would bring his judgment on the nations that opposed him. They did not know him yet. But on that day, he would humble them and they would know he was Lord. God's judgment was also coming to his people. Ezekiel highlighted God's displeasure with his people. Those in exile persisted in their sin, as did those who remained in Judah. Eventually, the exile came for all when Jerusalem fell. Another theme is the salvation and restoration of God's people. Ezekiel proclaimed God's plan to bring his people back to the land of Israel. However, his plan for them also included a glorious kingdom and a heavenly home reserved for them. In Daniel, we see God rescuing his followers from death in a furnace and a den of lions. But we also see God's deliverance of his people as a group. Daniel's visions reveal how God would establish an everlasting kingdom and save his people. Powerful forces would oppose his people and God, but he would vanquish them all. Those themes, once again, are God's sovereignty, the persecution of God's people and messengers, God's judgment on the nations, God's judgment on his people, and the salvation and restoration of God's people. The city in which I attended college had competing major daily newspapers. On Saturdays, I would spend part of my day in the library reading the most current edition of each paper. Now, they reported on the same stories, but from very different perspectives. Comparing related stories in each paper gave me a deeper understanding of the events and how different people might perceive or interpret the facts within a story. When we read Ezekiel and Daniel, we find two men who were both living through Babylonian exile, but experienced it in very different ways. Ezekiel was serving on the outside, living among the ordinary exiles. Daniel was integrated into the Babylonian ruling class. While one warned his people about the coming discipline, the other stood strong in the face of a lion's den. Both lived faithfully to God, and both saw a future that included the restoration of God's people. Through both prophets, we understand the multifaceted sovereignty of God that helped them flourish in uncertain times. As we study Ezekiel and Daniel, we can be encouraged knowing that God is in control at all times and in all things. We can also be encouraged knowing that God is working to refine and bring his people together. That was good news then, and that's good news now.